Hi everyone, welcome to our first episode of the Let's Talk About It podcast. Today we'll be talking about transitioning into university uh, from the viewpoint of students and staff alike. Um, why don't you introduce yourselves? Uh, everyone, I'll start with me first, sorry. <laughs> uh, my name is Jay and we have... T. And we'll be your hosts. Uh, and we have a good selection of uh, guests here. So why don't you introduce yourself starting with... I'm Adriana. Should I give the background? You should. Yeah. Okay, so I'm a PhD student right now in the game sound department, and I also did my undergrad here from 2016 to 2019. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, hi, I'm a member of staff. I'm a um, lecturer in urban sociology here. Monica, sorry, I forgot my name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello, I'm Janisha. I also studied my undergraduate degree here many years ago, um, but currently I'm student support and welfare manager within the student services department. Thank you for being here, all Amazing. of you. Amazing. Thank you so, for having us. Uh, to talk about this topic, so you've all had some uh, very different experiences, I feel, with maybe coming to the UK, traveling around. Uh, why don't we talk about that first? So, Adriana, so before coming over to the UK in 2016, whereabouts, what did you do? Whereabouts did you live in? So I was living in Italy at the time, mm -hmm. so I had been there for two years, and I was used to basically growing up abroad. Mm -hmm. So living everywhere, no like set home. So, <laughs> that means you've been a few places. Why don't you, do you um, tell us a bit more about that? Sure, I was in Korea and Germany oh. as well and in the States growing up. So lots of different languages and different cultures. Can oh, imagine. wow. Yeah. Can imagine. And then you came over here to the UK. How yes. was that? Was that everything all right? Um, yeah, I think it was a bit different though than moving with my parents because oh. obviously like I was on my own. There was no support network here. There was no family. So it was kind of like, thrown into the deep end. I didn't know who to talk to or what I was doing and you know things like life skills like cooking and stuff. I wasn't too well versed in those so it was kind of learning everything at once. Um, so it was definitely a learning experience and trying to figure out what I needed to know that I didn't realize I would need beforehand. Of course. So. I can imagine. Yeah. And uh, from all that traveling you brought before, do you feel like that helped you like adapt more when you came over here? Yeah, I think um, it resulted in a bit less of a shock. Like I was used to kind of foreign environments, so it wasn't too bad. Like I knew how to look up like transport and using Google Maps, like where to go and just um, navigating around. But I think just living on my own, that experience was not too familiar with being abroad. Um, so it was kind of half and half. It's kind of half and half. Yeah. It's interesting too. Uh, how about you, Monica? How how was it? Oh, it's a long time ago. <laughs> That's <laughs> I'm fine to the hear oldest in the room um, today. So um, yeah, I came to the UK in 1992. Actually, um, I'm originally from Barcelona, German heritage. I've lived in uh, Barcelona, in Munich, Salzburg, uh, Manchester, and then finally London. Mm -hmm. So I've moved around and all that before I was 22. Yeah, so oh, I came wow. here then at uh, 22 to London. Uh, mm -hmm. How was it for you? Was it, like, <laughs> well, was was it scary? Uh, was it... No, I always wanted to come to London. London was my big dream, Britain, etc. So, um, yeah, no, I, I did an Erasmus exchange with, uh, um, yeah, Munich, from Munich University to coming, coming to uh, Lancaster University. Um, and it was brilliant. Um, it felt lonely first, but then a bit like Ariana, I'm, I'm used to coping in for, you know, different environments. I've got my coping mechanisms, which is uh, good books. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 TV, yeah, and good books. Um, and I don't know, I always think of it as an opportunity almost to reinvent yourself. Um, 
So Lancaster was a big change to Munich or Barcelona. It was quite a rural place and I'm used to big cities. Um, but I, yeah, you just, I think you need to be quite proactive yeah. and I, I, I'm quite, you know, a chatty person. So I ask people to go for coffee with me, which some mm, British people might find sometimes a bit, you know, strange and stuff, but you know, they don't mind. Yeah. And then, you know, go, you go out for coffee and you start meeting people slowly and build up. And I don't know, I had a good advice from someone in, in Munich, actually, when I felt quite lonely then. And she said, every kind of time has its purpose. So if you feel lonely, read or write, and then maybe the next three months later, you're so busy, you wish you had some time <laughs> yeah. on your own. So I've really kept that in mind. And I don't know, it's helping, it helps me a lot to get through with things. Yeah. Can I ask, was there any like culture shock for you both? Ooh. When you first moved, I would say huge. <laughs> but also, I'm talking about the '90s in the UK, where even a, a croissant was a foreign object. Um, you know, in 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 Britain, to be honest, uh, outside London at least. Yeah. Um, so yes, um, it was a big culture shock. But I don't know. The essence is always that we're all human, yeah. you're humans, and especially at universities, mm -hmm. it's always quite international. So I think you veer towards what you know. So I ended up in the salsa dancing club, <laughs> you know, <laughs> etc. Yeah, and you you start finding you know your your friends because I lived on campus. It really helped me mm -hmm. um, yeah. to live on campus. Yeah, and with people in flats, you know, and and yeah, some people I I didn't really like that much. <laughs> but I, others are really, you know, I'm still friends with. Yeah. And you slowly, you know, yeah, connect. Yeah. I think I Brunel's yeah. quite good because it's not a diverse community. Mm. So it wasn't really a culture shock because, like, for example, all my flatmates, they weren't all British. Like, we have people from all over. Mm. So it's, you're not necessarily thrown into the deep enough. It's just British, like, everything around. Like, it's mm. quite an open community here. So I don't think there was too much culture shock. I think I might say the food. <laughs> like I'm not yeah. too fond of British <laughs> yeah. food, so I think for me that was kind of like like the concept of beans on toast and that yeah. sort of thing. I was a bit thrown I, off. I think but... I'm still thrown off. Yeah, I don't think I got used to that yet. But I think probably that was like the main thing. Everything else was was good. Yeah. And one more thing I, I wrote in my notes, I need to mention, I think the drinking culture was quite a, a, a mm. culture shock for me, even yeah. coming from main, you know, mainland Europe, like, um, yeah, in Spain, we, we don't really drink that much. Uh, and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but also there's quite a pressure to drink. Yeah. And I think, you know, it takes quite a bit to say, actually, no, I'm, I'm not into this. And yes, I love dancing, but I don't need to have three mm. three vodkas beforehand. Yeah, I'm quite happy to dance without it. And and it was finding that middle way. And sometimes I just pretended I was drunk or I wasn't. I've uh, done that before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, Again, you, you navigate constantly, yeah. 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 I think yeah. one of my biggest culture shocks, especially here in the UK, uh, was coming from, um, so I'm from Portugal myself, Yeah. and um, uh, people in Portugal, and I feel like it's the same with like Italy and Spain, they're very warm and there's not yeah. there's not too much um, personal space as yeah. well. You, yeah. know, you can hug someone on the street, like yeah. you can become yeah. friends, you just chat with anyone, and people here, it's just different culturally. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that was something that uh, it, it just felt weird as well. Um, yeah. Like sometimes in Portugal, you greet people like kiss on the cheek, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and then yeah. 
here is the most wild thing possible if you were to do that with someone you could get your cops caught on you because of that <laughs> um, so i definitely no i can definitely relate mm -hmm. to that yeah um that's a big point actually yeah the whole you know just say hi like this and i'm like no or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah i agree how about you jalisha uh maybe not in terms of culture shock I feel no, like... well i traveled here from southall Awesome. Miles and miles and miles down the upstairs, That's like right? a whole different continent. <laughs> you know, I guess for me, my transition uh, culture, I came here as a mature student. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I'd previously studied at another university, an undergraduate course, and I kind of was, came here determined that I'd come to study. I didn't want any involvement in any student union or anything mm -hmm. like that. And then you get here and you think, well, actually, that's quite lonely. It I is. literally am just is. coming here just to study and go home then. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, that was a bit of a shock to my system, coming here as a mature student, navigating with the younger cohorts. <laughs> and the older cohorts as well because there are students that were much more mature than myself and learning sort of how to do that and stay on track with my studies but also what you were saying about the drinking culture yeah. as well I mean it's a big thing but at this point I was over it and I didn't want it yeah. and then you find well what can I get involved in then if I don't want to go mm. to the student union bar I don't what can I do as a mature student so for me it was navigating that but to be honest with you and as I don't know how this sounds but I actually developed such a great relationship with my personal tutor because <laughs> They were a mature person that kind of understood what I was doing and they kind of gave me that guidance mm. I needed. And then I had really good peer relationships with my cohort, with people I did group work with, mm -hmm. who I could relate with because we had the same interest because of our course. But also we learned loads from each other. Yeah. I hadn't referenced in years. And they were kind of on the ball with that sort of thing and we could support each other with those sort mm. of things. So, um, yeah, not so much of a culture shock for me no, in terms of, course, of, of course. international travel, but I guess just going into a new environment yeah. can be mm. a culture shock yeah. in that yeah. way. You're so from. true. Yeah. It is. So in the, um, as being part of the wellbeing department, have there been any very interesting or like um, students who've come across, um, who you might have come across, who they were just having such a hard trouble with university? And um, do, would you would you know any of their stories? You don't need to name names. No, obviously no, no, no names to, to be provided. So yeah, so what I work within the student support and welfare mm -hmm. team and our remit is anything non-academic mm -hmm. that affects your ability to perform academically. Mm -hmm. So anything that might affect your life and that then covers a wide range of things. Um, and it's a little bit like what you were saying yourself, sometimes you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And we have students that they're struggling and they can't a lot of people say well what do you need to help you and they don't know i don't know i don't even know why i'm struggling let alone what support i need let alone what's available um so a lot of what we do is about working with the individual about what is the struggle what's the barrier you need to overcome and what can we do to help you jump that barrier um so there are, i can name numerous students but there's it ranges from things like just the cultural difference just getting here and actually not expecting this from university um and these are people that might have studied at other universities in other countries, but just not expecting this from studying in the UK. Um, different cultures and their um, their perception of mental health. Yeah. And if that's something they even understand, let alone they're able to articulate if they're having difficulties mm -hmm. with their mental health. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we're working with students that are going through a mental health crisis and they don't know it. They don't. Mm -hmm. They just know something's different. Or friends in their flats or their classes are seen a change in their behaviour. Mm -hmm. And it's really working with that individual to try and understand what the yeah. struggle is and then being able to say, okay, well, mm -hmm. this might help you get over that, overcome that barrier so that you can progress or let's support you to stop, pause and work on the issue mm -hmm. so then you can really get the best out of your education mm -hmm. experience. 
So yeah, we do a lot of that in our team. It's a lot of reflection. Yeah, and for the students as well as us, because yeah. we learn something from every student. Mm -hmm. And you know, for the we our team was formed in two thousand and seventeen, and for a lot of time we were going, we've never dealt with this before. We've never dealt with this before. It took a while to come to realise that every single student situation was going to be mm -hmm. new yeah. because that person is different, and there's one caveat that makes them different from the last student with a similar experience. Yeah. and you really have to work with that person on what they need. So mm -hmm. that's what we try to do. No, that's definitely great. Uh, so something I heard you refer as well was uh, recommending some things you can do to make it better, uh, which ties in with the coping strategies. So I've heard a bit of uh, your coping strategies. What about you, Adriana? Uh, <laughs> um, well, I just wanted to comment too. One thing you were saying about the culture shock yeah. um, that I didn't even think to bring up was Pressures Week. I was not aware oh, that was yeah. a thing <laughs> before I came yeah. to UK. And I think for me, one of the things with transitioning was I thought I had to do everything in Freshers Week yeah. because that's what it's kind of promoted as. And that was really hard because I had moved in like that right before the week started. And so I was dealing with homesickness and loneliness and how to cope with just moving to a new country and everything. So yeah. I think I signed up for too many things during Freshers mm -hmm. Week and kind of burned myself out a bit at the start. But I think finding like one or two societies or communities mm -hmm. that you can just feel at home with mm -hmm. was like a big sort of coping thing at the start for me that like I had for the whole three years, just finding that initial support group. Mm -hmm. um, particularly for me though, I think it was with my course rather than societies. Mm -hmm. um, so one thing I actually did was do like a WhatsApp group uh, okay. with all like the freshers mm -hmm. and we had a game flag, which we still do on campus just for our students. And so we do like gaming nights weekly on Fridays, like the first few weeks just to kind of familiarize yourself with all the students and so you kind of knew everyone before the first classes so it was a bit less mm. stressful and anxious mm. so I think that was for me uh, and then reading books and all that having my own time uh, as well, well were like yeah. the main thing yeah yeah that's very British tea I know <laughs> <laughs> yeah the one thing I could adapt to culturally <laughs> definitely tea for sure uh, did you have any experiences with like a freshers fair as well uh, yourself, uh, Monica? You mean uh, as a member of staff now? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I love it because campus suddenly becomes alive and there's so much. Well, it's alive the whole year, but, you know, it becomes extra lively um, during freshers week. And there's a real bus going yeah. round. Yeah. There's music everywhere. And I always tell my, my freshers, you know, enjoy it and make the most. You know, after Freshers Week, the serious stuff will start. Yeah. Yeah. But make connections, and often it's the people you meet in the first few weeks that yeah. you bond with. Or you also, I mean, I'm quite clear cut always, or you might say, actually, no, you're not my cup of tea, I'm moving on. <laughs> but do it quite quickly, you know, just cut the time. No, and yeah, I think it's a really great way of, of dipping into a lot of different things, yeah. societies, mm -hmm. bands, um, and just talking to everyone. And, mm -hmm. and we staff also then chat to everyone and, and try, to, like, I always try to bring different students together because it's that first hurdle, yeah. you know, that's so difficult often, yeah. I do have to say, Brunel has a lot of societies. Mm. Well, yeah. no, and it, it grows every year, too. It it there's always yeah. something new. I think it we're does. at, this year, 150 societies oh and God. about 30 to 40 sports clubs. Yeah. Uh, so quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, I know during my first year, during freshers, it was very interesting. So I don't think they do it anymore, but uh, residences used to do uh, a group chat for your flat and yeah. for your for your hall apologies mm -hmm. and uh, so you got to meet everyone like a few months before actually joining university yeah. I think we did that yeah. as well yeah. yeah so by the time you were there a lot of people already knew each other yeah. and uh, we even made 
uh, in my case, we had this little group chat, which was for the people who didn't want to go out to like parties on freshers <laughs> and wanted to just stay in, yeah. play some cards, mm. just hang out. Yeah. And, like I made some really good friends during this time. It was honestly great. And uh, in a lot of these um, events and um, things for the union uh, that they hosted, uh, a lot of these societies I just went and tried out. I'm still part of them like um, to today. Like I've, mm. I've made a lot of friends and a lot of acquaintances through all this. So I feel like Brunel definitely is very good when it comes to this. Mm-hmm. I don't know of any other university with such a big, mm. um, h- how would I put it? Like it, it's, it has such a, a good fresher experience. I feel. No, it's true. Everyone yeah. does say that about Brunel. Uh-huh. A lot of my friends have said that about Brunel that they've heard so many stories. Mm-hmm. I do have to say though, I feel like me, I was born here, but I lived in Sri Lanka for about two years growing up and I made it a key thing for when I moved to Brunel and I stayed on campus that I was going to talk to everyone, mm-hmm. whatever background, wherever they look like, mm-hmm. where they look like they were my cup of tea or not, yeah. I was going to still talk to them and interact with them. And I think that was a really big thing because Brunel's so diverse, mm-hmm. it's so easy to remain in a little clique mm-hmm. and be stuck in a little box. but. It also encourages you here through the different societies, through the different events, to get to know other people that you probably wouldn't have spoken to before. You know what I feel like is the the thing that it kind of shocks me a bit is some people uh, I've noticed a lot. Um, they come here from abroad and they just usually tend to stick within groups from the same ethnicity. Mm-hmm. They don't branch out. They do everything together. It's almost mm-hmm. as if they never left home. Yeah. And I feel like yeah. almost that's a it's waste sad. for me. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a waste mm-hmm. for me because it's you know, such a culturally diverse environment. Uh, it's a shame not to really make yeah. make yeah. um mingle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we um we do find that with the international mm-hmm. orientation program because students come all they're mm-hmm. from all different countries, but they're all international, yeah. and they do sometimes request, or can I s- meet people from my country? But we really try to encourage not only for them to interact with each other, but to actually interact with our home students mm-hmm. as well because yeah. of what they'll the knowledge sharing between them, mm-hmm. the experiences they can mm-hmm. share. Um, but I've noticed that as well, yeah. and it's probably a comfort thing. You sort it of is stick a to what thing. you know. Yeah. Yeah. But university is that time to take chances. Well, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and make new experiences. So we try to encourage mingling across <laughs> the campus. So I know how you said your mission was to talk to everyone. Literally, no I did. I My did. one was to talk to everyone except for people from back home. <laughs> 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 because I feel like if I was just to talk with people from back home, like what's the point? I can do that at home. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't have come to the UK if I was to just chat with them. Um, not to say that I'm not so friends with some people from <laughs> Portugal here, uh, but um, so you didn't join the society. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't go to the right. I didn't join the Sri <laughs> society. But also, I guess I'm just thinking now from a um, de- you know staff perspective mm-hmm. that um, all the departments um, have the induction day during the freshers week mm-hmm. as well, um, and it's really another good way of meeting people so that you meet people in the residence you meet people when you're walking around and going to the fairs but then you also can meet people within your you know subject area mm-hmm. whether it's games yeah. or sociology or, or english or whatever yeah and and we really encourage their people to interact mm-hmm. and and we have games mm-hmm. etc going on so that they meet each other and exchange phone numbers and yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really cool, honestly. Uh, I think for me, I think, uh, but I think it's to do with my course. Uh, people in engineering, they, they take a bit of time sometimes <laughs> to become friends and become acquainted. <laughs> um, so there's definitely, I know a lot of people who just, they've gone three years of the course and just, they hardly know anyone from the course. Yeah. Uh, they haven't had the time or just 
the will to really talk to anyone. So it's quite sad though. No, it is a bit. It is a bit. I feel like they might talk to other people outside. Mm. Like yeah. within the course, there wasn't too much of a community, I feel. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting. Mm. It is very interesting. Mm. I think like other courses are very much more attached. I think like games design, for example. I think it depends though, because like for games design, we have such a small community, yeah. so it's yeah. much easier to like organize different events mm -hmm. for everyone yeah. and and make those uh, chats and events and all that. But for engineering, I'm sure there's much yeah. more students than yeah. yeah. So I think it's it's just coming at it from a different different department. What was your experience in with sociology? Yeah, with sociology. I remember starting my first year and being like, I'm going to take this very seriously. <laughs> and um, one of my good friends that I mentioned to yeah. you earlier, yeah. we actually didn't speak for about two years. Oh. We were on the same course, yeah. we did not speak. Yeah. And we spoke at the end of our second year and we became really good friends. Mm. But I was so closed off at the start in terms of like when I went to lectures and I was when I was at uni, I just focused, library mm. focused. Mm. I interacted a lot with my flatmates. Mm. And I, it's really bad, but I left it to my third year to start socializing more mm. and getting to know people better. I'm, I'm pretty sure my course in itself, though, everyone was friendly. Yeah. But I was, I had tunnel vision, mm. and that did ruin the experience for, for about two years for me. Mm. But yeah, no. In terms of my social work masters, I took a completely different route. Mm. Uh, we have a group WhatsApp chat hmm. and I actually have ended up becoming friends with a lot of older students and we sometimes meet outside of uni we have phone call catch-ups it's really good and we support each other with our learning and with our essays and all of that hmm. so it's I feel like it's a learning curve yeah for me <laughs> interesting it's interesting um, wouldn't expect it from you would you <laughs> not at all <laughs> not at all <laughs> Uh, that's that's very interesting. Um, I forgot something that I was gonna say. <laughs> Sorry. Um, that's interesting. So um, you've all been here for quite some time. Um, is there anything that you would have done different, for example? I think what you were saying, I kind of didn't join as many things the first years mm -hmm. as well. And I think for me, I kind of convinced myself like after Freshers Week, like I can't just join a new society. Like term two, it would be weird if I just showed up and tried something new and it was trying to get out of that mindset in year two and year three and just being open to I can try new things at any time yeah and so that like towards the end of my degree was when I started having better experiences because mm -hmm. I was getting out of that mindset and actually doing the things I wanted to do so I think for me that was like the biggest thing of like, you can join a society anytime you can join a sport anytime like it's never too late to try so that is very true that is very true how about you, Monica? Would you done anything different? No, too long ago again, I'm trying to remember. Um, um, I think I would have done more trips, actually. Um, I think I, I, yeah, be adventurous and, and again, talk, I mean, talk to people around you, but I go to Brighton, Bournemouth, I don't know, wherever around Britain and, and even Paris, yeah, the train to Paris and have time together, you know, doing things, mm -hmm. I think it's quite important because that makes you also talk and relate to each other. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, I mean, I did a lot. I went to raves. <laughs> so I shouldn't say that. Probably, probably, not salsa there. Yeah. Uh, no, but, uh, you know, really, I don't know, go out and enjoy. And I always say to my students that it's three or four years. And, and I know it's difficult to come 
comprehend when you're younger but it's the only time you have to think and to do things and go yeah. out and you don't have big responsibilities i know a lot of our students work fair enough and understand that you should be working you know but also have fun enjoy and you know like take in what's out there yeah. and make the most of, mm -hmm. of that free time you know during uni to think critically and and be and mm -hmm. enjoy life of yeah course. Mm. Anything yeah. from you, Julie? So, so I agree. I would have, um, especially when I came to Greenell yeah. to do my, because I, like I said, I was very focused on I'm come just to get my degree, and this is I was very regimented. I completely forgot that student experience is more than just coming to your lectures. Yeah, yeah. And I think I agree with probably all of us in this room that I would wish I'd spent a bit more time because you learn everything yeah. from all something from all of your experiences, whether it's good or bad. And I wish I'd taken the moment to actually take this as a time that I was moulding myself. Yeah. actually it's okay to stumble and make mistakes mm -hmm. and and I guess my biggest thing that I would change is I probably would have spoken more when I was having difficulties I wouldn't have focused so much more on what do I need to help me I would have probably have gone out and told someone what my issue was and let them help me find what support mm -hmm. I needed I think a lot of students don't come forward for help because they don't think they can't think for themselves what they need mm -hmm. and I think it's just knowing that people in the university understand that sometimes they might not speak. think they need help yeah. at all but yeah. I, I would say again with my staff hat as a you know lecturer <laughs> on that your personal tutor is your yeah. key point yeah. always and I've always encouraged and Tadini knows that you know students talk to your personal tutor if you don't like them look for another member of staff but talk to them and they will put you in contact with what you need or maybe just listen i'm yeah. quite happy to listen you know and sometimes that's all you need i think the personal yeah. tutor role is so underused yeah my personal tutor at brunel was amazing and she mm. will never know what credit to me she was <laughs> and now i see her in meetings and yeah. i don't think she even remembers i'm a student yeah. here but she will never know how much she supported me she could have supported me more if mm. i'd been open with her about oh, what yeah. i was struggling yeah, with exactly. yeah. i just never gave i yeah. never gave her that opportunity mm. so yeah i agree with mm. you as well utilizing your personal tutor and it's i don't think i did that as much when i did my undergrad but when i started my masters mm. bless you ohio because <laughs> how are you and i'm like da -da 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 -da. and he really listens and takes yeah. things like okay yeah. so this is what i can do for you and then he'll also check in mm. he'll check in after mm -hmm. like how's it going are you experiencing it any better mm. and i really mm. appreciate that yeah students sometimes forget that they're personal tutors they're lecturers they're people yeah. And they've had their own issues and they've overcome them or they've got life experiences and they'll share and they'll help you. And I think that's why I like the barbecues, the department oh, yeah, barbecues yeah. in Welcome yeah. Week. Because yeah. it's your chance to sort of interact with your academics and your lecturers mm -hmm. but on a social basis yeah. and you get to yeah. know that they're people. Yeah. Yeah. There's know? also free food. I was going to say, definitely. Uh, no, I, I definitely get that. I feel like... Definitely for my first years uh, in my course, I definitely did not use any of these services. Uh, I think it was more of a question of, um, I didn't think I need help, yeah. and uh, just maybe like overcoming my own pride uh, mm -hmm. into getting help. But now that I actually like realize there's so much help and everything around, and even like what you were just saying, the lectures and the academics are there that you can talk to. Yeah. Like they're actual people. But you don't think it, do you? When you don't think it initially. Like, no, initially. You yeah, exactly. This imaginary barrier between yeah. yourself and the academics, but. Now, because I've studied here as well, when I sit in meetings with them and they make jokes and you're kind of like, that wasn't funny, but you're like, you know, <laughs> they're your people, you know, yeah. just personable people that you can approach and you can talk to. And yeah, there are a lot of services out there, I think. And that's why it's important to talk about what you're struggling with, because you're not expected to know every single service that's available no, or every sure. support network. For sure. Uh, one thing coming back as well to the whole university experience, I feel like that's something, it's very... 
I really like the university experience, like the student experience here in the UK compared to like other countries. Um, like Portugal, for example, they have none of this. Mm -hmm. They don't have like residences, like you can live on campus. Mm -hmm. They have no societies. Maybe you have some clubs that show up. That's yeah. really it. Mm -hmm. uh, the departments aren't involved at all. So I, I just really feel bad for them back at home. Mm -hmm. And my experience is so different. It feels so foreign, this. And even like America, it's, it's Yeah, I was going to say, well. um, especially for like accommodation, I think that comes yeah. to mind first. Because in the States, I mean, they cram like three students in a really small room and yeah. like there might not even be a kitchen. So then people are like having like a kettle trying to do what they can in one mm -hmm. room. And I think here and the UK, especially just having the option of the ensuite room or even just the shared, like you still have the communal space, you have the kitchen yeah. and you have a place where you can meet everyone, but then you get your own private space. And I think having that sort of private space that you can retreat to and have time to yourself is really important. And I, I mean, for me, it made like a huge difference just because acclimating to the new culture, the new experience, just having a place that I can go to and have calm and relaxing whenever my mind's like on overload is really important. No, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It just feels so foreign, I don't know. Because um, I, I, I wouldn't guess uh, many of you here have had any university experience from outside the UK uh, mm -hmm. as a student. Yeah. You have? Yeah. yeah. I mean, have oh, no, I've been in Germany and Spain. Yeah, I did How was it? How's, um, how's the difference between... Well, it is what you say. They don't, the campus mentality that, you know, it's like a village almost here. But we, that's very unique to Brunel and some other university, but, you know, especially Brunel is is not there um, in, in, in many places in Europe. I mean, I went to Munich University, a huge um, urban university. So people also, um, you know, don't, um, some stay with their parents to live at home, etc. And, and it was just going to lectures and going home. Mm -hmm. And in Spain, it was very similar as well, because there's hardly any residences there. Again, people stay very local when you go mm -hmm. to uni. There's, yeah. There isn't this culture, like in Britain, that you go miles away from home, mm -hmm. which is very... I, I, I still don't know if I agree or disagree with it, but I find it also strange that an 18-year-old would want to leave home so far away. <laughs> you know, now that I've got my own, you know, children. <laughs> Um, yeah, but uh, it's it's very very nice that you have a campus mm -hmm. and and all these you know mm -hmm. uh, different opportunities on campus. But one thing I wanted to mention, I've got my little notes <laughs> of of a, a coping mechanism like the room. Mm -hmm. Having a room on your own is so important in terms mm -hmm. of decorating. So yeah, um, you know, and one thing I really thought about when I came to the UK is what to, how will I decorate my room? And I packed some things that reminded me of, you know, home or, or whatever makes you feel good. So mm -hmm. that your home becomes your castle. Mm -hmm. And and it's a place where you feel, you know, relaxed, etc. I think that's quite important yeah. as a strategy, you know, first few months. Yeah. Yeah. To also make it your own. Yeah, yeah. 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 And you feel at home then mm -hmm. in your room, you know, despite maybe feeling culturally a bit, you know, all over the place, etc. And yeah. It, it does make haven. Yeah. 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 it does. Yeah. 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 And, oh. and then keeping up some routine, I don't know, I'm getting <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't worry, don't worry. Uh, Well, having some routine to life, so I'm, I always tell uh, my first years, like go running or swimming, whatever sports you like, but do it regularly or drawing, like have a bit of a routine and again, that's the adult, well not adult, but the lecturer here talking, like don't stay all day in bed, please. <laughs> <laughs> I know now and then it's tempting, yeah. do it on a Sunday, but have during the week a bit of a routine to your life. I don't yeah, know if you think help. the same, yeah. but it, it helps. helps. It helps. Yeah.
you know, yes. to to feel better as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I think my coping mechanism in my third year was obviously having a dissertation. Yeah. Kind of like. It's That's overlooked. a coping method. No, the, no, no, the coping <laughs> mechanism to that was, yes, I went to my lectures, seminars, mm. was in the library a lot, but I would go to the gym. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't gone to the gym since. <laughs> but during that time, it really helped. Yeah. So, yeah. so you have to start a new dissertation. Yeah, I'll go back to the gym next year. I'm back. Well, I think, I mean, people forget when you're 18, and I do remember being 18, you're still, you know, there's, I don't know, like, you're still very, very young. And it's mm-hmm. quite a big, even cultural change, you know, going from your parents' house 50 miles away to Brunel. I and mean, it is, you suddenly stand there, mum and dad go away in the car, mum is crying, dad as well. Mm-hmm. And then you stand there and think, oh my God. And I, yeah, I'm on my, and I remember that moment that happened to me, you know, in Germany when my dad left. You know, I, I read, it hurts. Yeah. It hurts. Yeah. Mm. And and it is the first two, three weeks. And that's why Freshers Week is so good. You know, you mm. do feel very lonely. You don't have your family or friend kind of network there. Mm-hmm. And and it is hard. It is. It yeah. is. Mm. I do agree with, um, you were saying a bit earlier about the how busy Welcome Week is. Mm. Yeah. And that um, you sometimes feel like, Oh, everything needs to be done on Welcome Week, and yeah. that's something we're trying to tackle within mm. student services. That because mm-hmm. what we find now is that Welcome Week ends, and people kind of deflate. They go, yeah. "Oh, yeah, there's mm. nothing happening. There's nothing mm-hmm. to do." And it's like, no, there's plenty happening still. Mm-hmm. You now got to go a little bit extra mm-hmm. out of your way yeah. to find. It's not throwing your face anymore. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. And it's keeping that going throughout yeah. the year so that mm-hmm. people have opportunities to meet people mm-hmm. and to try new things consistently. Mm-hmm. It doesn't all just happen in the it's mm-hmm. life, isn't it? You're constantly learning stuff, so you can jump in any time that you want to and try something new. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Brunel have an app where you can see all oh, the activities. <laughs> I, yeah, I think last year, or when I started I so. my PhD, like a year or two ago, they had that. They had the app with all the freshers activities and like oh, their venues right. and stuff. They did it for freshers and campus catch up last year. Mm-hmm. We used an app and mainly because so many people were remote at the time, it was a way of you know exactly what's happening if you're on campus or off campus mm, you can access yeah. this on your phone and um but i don't think they're gonna have the app coming up for our next oh, well hopefully it'll all be in person yeah. and then we can put yeah. posters <laughs> everywhere and advertise it will be in sort of an area that people can just sort of wander around exactly. that's sort of what freshers is always doing, isn't it yeah. you just yeah. sort of show up you don't book on anything really well, you sign up and you just don't, <laughs> don't turn up. Yes. I think that's really important also for next year. And I don't know, you know, Yalisha, what your experience is, but it's, I hope students please come to the lectures in person, um, you know, and don't stay at, in online, you know, like two meters away from the lecture theater and your residence. Like, it's really important we start having again our you know, face-to-face yeah. interactions. I do like the dual delivery method mm. of how you can choose to either be online or mm. in person. I do much prefer the in-person, obviously. I, yeah. I, I just feel like I just can't focus if I'm at home. Yeah. There's so well, many distractions. I love My bed is right there. I could go yeah. to sleep yeah. instead. Open another tab, <laughs> put a video on or yeah. something. Yeah. Like, it's, it's so easy to get distracted. Yeah. 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 But it's also another way to like meet the rest of your cohort oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and to interact with your lecturer. 
Yeah. Those that five minute break in between that two hour lecture mm -hmm. or afterwards when you're walking out with someone and you mm -hmm. both are heading towards the coffee shop and you go, Oh, should we just sit yeah, together? Yeah. Those That's opportunities are missed online. Yeah. Aren't they? It's hard no, to form the connections. Yeah. And education isn't just in books. Education mm -hmm. is the human relationships, you know, the interactions, thinking, arguing together, yeah. disagreeing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, all of that is what makes university this amazing critical thinking space. It really is. Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah. And I feel really bad for the people who started last year yeah. uh, mm. because it was right peak middle and COVID yeah. times. Yeah. Uh, they didn't have any freshers. They didn't have most mm. uh, lectures. were all online yeah. as well. Yeah. So they missed it all so much. So I know this year we had to deal with almost two batches of freshers almost yeah. because no one was uh, accustomed to everything. And mm. that beginning, that. Uh, it's not or, a great start. No, it isn't a great start. Mm. But those first few weeks is when. Ultimately, you make like so many acquaintances and friends mm -hmm. that will last you throughout the whole three years. And mm -hmm. missing that, like mm -hmm. I've talked to a few students who are now second years, they feel so lost. Mm -hmm. They they don't know anyone from their course or academics. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's definitely hard. And I'm guessing if you're coming from abroad as well, that must be tough. It must be even tougher. Yeah. 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 Mm. It was nice though that the campus did the second freshers fair. I think it was in the second half of the year, mm -hmm. like later on, because yeah. they didn't have the in person. So mm -hmm. I think that was like a nice step to like try and reintroduce the sort of introduction that mm -hmm. students missed. Mm -hmm. So freshers yeah. fair is kind of where we sort of demonstrate what our community is, mm -hmm. so people mm -hmm. actually get to see what the Bruno community is like, how vibrant it is, the different types of cultures on campus. So I guess. If you haven't experienced that as well, you might still have that sort of self, your identity. You might think, do I fit in? Do I? But when you've walked around during mm. Welcome Week and you've seen all these different things going on, it's easier to find your area that you fit mm, into. So true. I spoke to some students during Campus Catch Up, the last one, who had been in self-isolation most of their time mm. since they joined Brunel. And they didn't even know what they'd missed out on because they were like, oh, well... Mm. This is just our experience, and that was sad for me because yeah. I was like, oh, we've had some really good freshers' fairs and welcome weeks, we and did. your experience would have been a lot different. Mm. Um, yeah. But it's good to see now, uh, a lot of the departments are coming together now, yeah. a lot of these meetings and reunions we've been having, and hopefully uh, the fresher experience and the student experience is just going to get better from here on out. Mm. With all the departments working together, the extra yeah. uh, academic de departments. Yeah. So I think that will be definitely very good for yeah. the future. Yeah. It is exciting. <laughs> so I have a question for you three. Um, do you think it is worth it going abroad to study? Yeah. And I why? Think so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for me, having grown up abroad, like I, I love experiencing new cultures, and I think it, it really for like personal growth and development. Like I think it's really important to mm -hmm. get out there and see the world. So I think just having a one year for your studies and trying something new, especially because university, like we were saying, is mm -hmm. just to try a, a time to try something new. Mm -hmm. That I think that's a really good opportunity. Um, obviously, like you have to take into account, into account like financial and all that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So if it's not feasible, it's not feasible. But if there is the opportunity, I think Brunel does like Erasmus and mm -hmm. yeah, so they have schemes available. So I think it's good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm the I'm the child, well the child, uh, the outcome of, of all the international exchanges. Um, no, definitely. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I came to to the to the UK as I said through Erasmus exchange, and and it changed my life. I met my partner here. 
um, you know, I made my career here and I'm very grateful to what Erasmus had to offer while it was there. Um, yeah, um, so, uh, yeah, and I think British students should also go abroad. I think there's a certain hesitance, like I was the Erasmus coordinator at Brunel in, in my department and it was difficult to push people to get, go out there, but by now all over Europe, um, you know, they teach in English, so yeah. it's not really a big problem. Um, it's also much cheaper to study in uh, on the mainland, I must admit, <laughs> and say, can cut this out if Yeah, and uh, I don't know, it's just such a life-changing experience, even yeah. if you don't stay in that country, but uh, it makes you more employable, mm -hmm. um, because you, again, you learn to deal with very different cultures, problems, issues, and you show you're adaptable. Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. yeah. So. I completely yeah. agree with everything you both yeah. said. I'd say so. If you can do a study abroad program, yeah, definitely do it. I think if anything, this is the time in your life to yeah. take make the most of your experiences, take every opportunity, and make mistakes because mm. that's ultimately what we're going to learn from. And it just helps uh, build your character. Yeah, up. yeah. You really figure out your identity mm. through those experiences, yeah. mm. and it's really important. I think. It builds you. It's it does build. <laughs> It's kind of cool. The university of life. <laughs> yeah, because also what we used to do tourism and to go abroad or even, you know, I think it's quite popular in the UK to go to South America for two months. But yeah. two months isn't a whole year yeah. and having to live, you know, and cope with 12 months of being embedded deeply, you know, somewhere. So I think I, I would always encourage everyone to, to go abroad, definitely. Because yeah. I know coming back to, to what you said, mm -hmm. Monica, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people are very hesitant about leaving. Yeah. And it's just, it's like that with every country, I feel. Mm -hmm. uh, here, people from the UK, they're very hesitant about leaving and going abroad. Mm -hmm. uh, in Portugal, it's the same thing. Uh, I was one of the only ones that I know mm -hmm. there who actually yeah. went abroad to study. Mm -hmm. uh, but for me, it, it does make sense. I'm from a very traveled background mm -hmm. and I just feel bored after a while just living yeah, in the same yeah. country uh, so i don't know I, I i couldn't do it myself personally i feel like staying in just one place one country there's so much out there to explore so many different cultures and like i think it's like because you, some people haven't gone to yeah, experience that yeah. so it's the hesitancy because you don't know what to expect no, exactly, you've never done exactly. it before no, that's but so then cool. I, i've never heard anything bad about anyone who mm -hmm. studied abroad they've always enjoyed their experiences mm -hmm. so it's just making that first step i exactly, think is very exactly. difficult yeah and i anticipate that support service, student universities in other countries have a support service or a yeah. form mm -hmm. of a service mm -hmm. even if it's one person mm -hmm. And it's just, I guess, doing your, being proactive, isn't it? Finding yeah. out where am I going and what have I got available to help me when I get there and making yeah. sure you've got that connection that mm -hmm. helps reassure people, I think. Mm -hmm. No, for sure. Uh, for sure. <laughs> um, so, well, like, we've, we've talked a bit about this uh, throughout, but uh, what support do we have here every now for mm -hmm. new students? International students? International. So yeah. we have the International Orientation Programme, which takes place at the before Welcome Week. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a week of activities really to induct students into the UK and study in the UK. Bearing in mind, these are international students that might be on a postgraduate course, that might have studied in the UK previously, might have never touched foot in another country mm -hmm. ever before in their life. Mm -hmm. So it's a really wide range of students with different needs. 
what we try to do in international orientation is not be too focused on this, this and this is available. You must remember these numbers and email addresses and offices. Mm-hmm. It's more a case of be aware of how you're feeling, be aware of how those feelings change. Just be aware of when you might be feeling different to what's normal for you, your normal level of stress, your mm-hmm. normal levels of anxiety, and when you might need some additional support. And at that point, you just need to know to speak to somebody at the university. And we've worked a lot in the background of the university making sure that colleges and departments mm-hmm. of professional services know how to signpost into the welfare areas mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter who you speak to someone's going to know a website to give you or a phone number or point you to the right office but international orientation is really about really acclimating into the uk and sitting in a room of people and looking around you and going actually we're all in the same boat here mm-hmm. um or different variations of the same boat and we're in it together and um giving them that opportunity to just feel comfortable in the setting of Brunel yeah. before they hit welcome week and it's a campus full of different people mm-hmm. and you know it's all a bit overwhelming so international orientation takes place at the beginning of the year as well as an output welcome service Obviously, at Heathrow is only about 20 minutes away from us, our local airport. But we still want to go to the airport, and we do. We have students go and they wave for students come Aww, in. And they, so there's nice. pickup services as yep, well. So yep. students can book a taxi, a free taxi service um, or a minibus service to the university so that we get them here quickly and safely so they don't stress about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we really talk to them about things like, do you know how the Oyster card works? Mm-hmm. Do you know that you actually need to have something to pay for public transport? Do you know how to get a phone contract? Do you know how to open a UK bank account? Do you know how to cook? <laughs> don't forget, we like to queue in the UK. So when you get to Costco and you see that long yeah. queue, you join the back of it. We don't, we don't, we don't do pushing in here. Little things like that where people go, oh, I didn't even think about that. I didn't think that was important, but mm-hmm. we try to do those low level things rather than the higher support things where we know students need that when they require it. Yeah. We make them aware that these things are available, but we get in depth when they need it. Orientation is really about getting them comfortable. And then throughout the year, student support is there for international student support. So to talk about anything like culture shock, um, if students are having issues with visas or immigration issues, we connect them with the immigration team to sort that out. Um, so we're there throughout the year, like I said, for what that student needs at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love Welcome Week, international orientation and graduation, mm-hmm. because in between them, we usually yeah. don't get to see students at their highest points um, but we see a lot of the students that we see at their lowest points get through those areas mm. and it's amazing to see how far they've come so um, yeah my team gets a lot of benefit from seeing students succeed and progress. You've seen them grow. <laughs> we do and there are students that I speak to before they get to England through international orientation see them at the programme and literally then it's three years later at their graduation you kind of feel oh, like yeah. you've been with them along the whole that journey. so emotional. <laughs> it is for us not so yeah. much for them. Yeah. <laughs> That's very interesting. Um, so we all those uh, supports uh, and support systems are all there for international students. Is there anything as well for uh, students who might be facing some hardships from back at home or uh, maybe homesick? Maybe now as well with the current situation. Um, see this from uh, Ukraine or Russia, is there like any support as well for that? So this question we get asked quite often, we don't have any general support, so I can't put a blurb together because it is so individual. So for instance, uh, with the crisis in Afghanistan and the crisis in Ukraine, um, we had some students that couldn't get to England and Mm -hmm. we had, I mean, it wasn't just our team, it was working with the alumni team who look after our Mm -hmm. study and global engagement who look after our study abroad students. extracting students from their home countries to get them here at three o'clock in the morning and making sure they had a warm coat for the yeah. next day and things like that we that's the kind of support we give on an individual basis um, and then there's connecting them with sort of 
organizations like maybe like South Black Sisters or, you know, organizations mm-hmm. that work with specific cultures and groups because sometimes it's having that sense of familiarity yeah. that I can sit there and say, I understand what you're going through and I'm here to help you, but sometimes you need to have some, mm-hmm. some sort of shared experience. So it's making sure that our area is well knowledge in what's out there so that we can signpost students to the most appropriate support for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. There's obviously financial support available for students. So we have the hardship fund, we have um, things like financial arrangements students can ask for to help um, really alleviate any financial um, burden on them. And then we have our counselling, mental health and disability teams. Yep. And they're there to really work with students that are either going through something specific they need support through, or just making sure that the playing field is level so that a student with a disability or a condition can achieve the same as any other student in their cohort because they've been given the same opportunities yeah. and every, they've been given any adjustments they need to level it out. So we make sure we're connecting students with those services so that they can get that support in place. Mm-hmm. That's very good. Um, okay, so I wanted to, to ask something as well. What would be, um, in a sense to, to wrap things up a bit, mm. what would be uh, some tips or recommendations you would give to a new student coming in from abroad, from your experience? Hmm. I think about that for a bit. <laughs> well, for me, for the new students coming in from abroad, yeah. um, uh, no question is stupid. Yeah. If you're thinking it, someone else is probably thinking it, so ask. Mm-hmm. Um, and take every opportunity, and that's within safe reasoning. So mm-hmm. students sometimes think that they set out, don't have too many expectations, don't plan out your university journey and expect it to stick to that rigid because it's very unlikely to and that's when we have people that put themselves under too much pressure and we sometimes there's a break just go with the flow and try to take every experience as either a lesson or something to learn from um so yeah don't be held back by your own fears or expectations i guess is my top tip honestly trying new things for me like that's the biggest one oh. like there, there's so many opportunities here that you might never get a chance again to try something yeah. like this so for example like i signed up for the language courses the first year tried something new with that uh, just trying the sports and societies like you can learn a new sport like that's fine you don't have to join it and already be good or pro at it um and also i think learning to ask questions like it's fine to ask anything nothing's too stupid and and i think back to the personal tutor like if you don't feel comfortable in a classroom, you can build up that confidence and just go to your personal tutor and you can ask them questions afterwards. Or you can email your lecturers after the lecture and be like, hey, I didn't want to ask this in class. But and just getting that building up that confidence um, to ask whatever you want and making sure your experience goes smoothly and that you get what you want out of it. So I think those are the two main. Yeah. I'm just thinking as well. What's going to add? What's already been, what's already been said? Be proactive, definitely. Um, don't be afraid to reach out. And I would say um, also the the third one is make use of London. We live in one of the most mm, interesting, so diverse true. cities. Mm, uh, yes. And you know my my passion for cities. Like I love London. There's so much to see and do nearby, further afield. You don't have to go to the east end and maybe discover, um, you know, I don't know. Anywhere, you know, around the, the west it's of awful. London, yeah. go, go on the tube, go on the train and just get off at a random tube stop. That's I, I, I do that with my son a lot and we I just explore. I don't know, there's so much out there and there's so much for free culturally. Mm-hmm. The museums, most of them are free. 
theater you can get discounts as a student get your student card to yeah, get discounts yeah, yeah. everything yeah, yeah that's the message. so yeah make use of this amazing cultural opportunity and and dive in and go for it and take take a new friend along and that's how you start you know mixing and meeting people you don't want to have any regrets yeah. 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 Exactly. I think the discount code too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 that makes a difference. One yeah. thing that I saw prior to the, this whole um, podcast today, it was a quote from your LinkedIn, the, uh, how you really traveled a lot. Oh, and, me? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how you loved the different feel of different cities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. super interesting. It, yeah. it really is. Um, mm. It's so interesting to go and visit. Uh, that's actually something I love to do, is just go and visit like differently. Like, capital cities yeah. it's so yeah. different just yeah. wandering around yeah. it's not so lonely it's uh, honestly the best maybe not sometimes in the UK can it's raining bring an umbrella what about you any, any top tips any advice uh, don't be scared don't to be try scared. something new mm. I think a lot of the times when you're scared of something it's because you're scared of the unknown mm -hmm. yeah. but uni is a place for you to figure out who you are what you like mm. what you dislike and it's mm. okay to make mistakes and yeah, basically that. Just totally don't agree. just throw yourself into it. I agree. I agree. I think it's especially like for professors uh, coming in and living um, here on campus. Um, everyone is in the same boat. Like the mm -hmm. people you're living with, everyone's as terrified as you with everything. They have no skills whatsoever at all. We're all in the same boat. So it's a great place to just really bond with each other and make mm -hmm. friends and kind of get over all these struggles together. Yeah, you build such a good um. Relationship-relationship-relationship-relationship-relationship-relationship-relationship-relationship-relationship-relationship-relationship-relationship-relationship-relationship-relationship-relationship-relationship-relationship-relationship-relationship-relationship-relationship-relationship-relationship-relationship